Today on Intent Topics, we're talking about building a business development team internally versus hiring an external lead generation company. Right, Logan, what's going on, buddy? Scraggy dude. Not a lot. Just uh, jamming away here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Busy yeah. day. Yeah, it's crushing. I'm, 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 I'm stoked. Pumping out a lot of yeah. content here on my end. Uh, your YouTube channel is looking good. I'm happy about that. Things are coming along. Um, but today, um, well, we've been getting asked a lot in the sales prospect process um, by prospects um, about how union uh, or lead generation companies, for that matter, compare to hiring BDRs in-house. I was chatting with someone last week. There, uh, this company's on a hyper-growth trajectory. It's not uncommon. We're hearing that a lot. And they're like, yeah, we're building out a business development team, blah, 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 blah. But I've been checking out what you guys are talking about. And, um, sounds really cool. I need to figure out if this is something we do in house or we hire a lead generation company, like, like union, how do I address that? So, um, you, you feel that question a lot more than I do, but, uh, I want to talk about that today and I want to, I want to kind of take away, I want to provide listeners to this, a takeaway on how it compares and effectively how one would decide, you know, hire an agency like, like, like this or do it in house. Right. Sure. And it sounds like sure. you have a little bit of a framework to assess that and some categories to talk through, uh, things to consider when making this decision. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So why don't you, why don't you kick off the, um, like the, the six categories that you think should be examined when trying to make this decision. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I want to qualify all this, uh, and we can we can kind of slant this towards towards you. I, I don't know internally how the sausages made at a lot of lead generation companies, right? Yeah, um, and, and they're not all and, they're not all doing the same thing, right? Start, uh, yeah. So, so you know, I I think like this is a podcast. We want to be valuable. I want to be valuable to the listeners and whatnot. Uh, but I also don't I, I don't want to come even close to to you know I am different than the competitors. Um, my team and I, you know, expect a certain level of data driven and quality excellence that I, I, I don't necessarily think is, uh, happens at every single lead generation company. So when we talk about this, I'm, yeah. I'm like unashamedly talking specifically about union because it's a process that we built and I want this podcast to be valuable as people are thinking about building high quality data driven outreach programs, yeah. whether yeah. that's in house or using somebody like union, if there is somebody that is similar to union, email me. I want to talk to you because we'll probably yeah, yeah, be yeah. friends. Uh, right. On that, on that vein, just real quick. So we've had other episodes where we're talking about creating a category. I want to piggyback on your point before you dive into it, is that we are trying not what you're trying. We are doing lead generation a different way. And a lot of times people are asking the question that we're about to talk about BDR in-house out, uh, versus outsource. But it's not just that it's that yes. we, we're doing something very new. We're doing something that the, the internet, the evolution of data is allowing us to do. And we're coupling right. that 
with the good old fashioned humans doing work. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. You may proceed, sir. Okay, cool. Good way to, way to link that. Um, okay. So when we're looking at, you know, should I hire the person in house or should I outsource it? Or is there a hybrid? And I'm a big fan of the hybrid sort of mm-hmm. thought process as you're figuring out your business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I don't think it's a build it or a buy it kind of thing. I think that's a little bit of an antiquated um, or, or it's maybe irrelevant for this situation. So we look at a few categories here, right? So what's the cost of training? And, and I think that when we talk about the cost of training, we'll go into that in a second. We're looking at, is do you have the competency internally or are you going to need to train that, right? Um, The next is data. So every piece of data, whether it's a piece, it's a contact or it's firmographic data or it's technographic data is coming from somewhere. It is not free. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be a cost around data. What's the true cost of success? So, you know, commission, bonuses, whatever that looks like, Um, what's the, what's the upside that the people who are going to be executing these campaigns are going to be expecting technology. If you're, if you're going to use data, there's got to be a tech stack. And if you're taking data from multiple sources, uh, you're likely going to need to smush together a few pieces of tech to make it work. Then there's like the, the cost of losing a, a, a person or a company, right? So turnover, whether that's a turnover on, you know, you're ending a contract with a, with a company, a, a provider or, um, right. you know, losing a rep. And then, and then I think this is the big one, which is like opportunity costs. Like I spend 40 hours a week, um, just on, at least just on client delivery and then all the other stuff the right. figuring out the tech stack like that's happening when when we're not when we're not working on client stuff so like there's a lot of time involved in figuring this out there's a lot of time in if there's a person under your roof you're managing them um if there's a person under mm-hmm. your roof there's health insurance there's a there's just a, a bunch of different things that like the more people the less flexibility you might have to, to, you know, really move nimbly on the other side, you know, on, on, I I guess like going down each one of these, if you're training somebody, then you own that, right? That's yours. If you're buying the data, that's yours. If you're paying commission, it's your success technology, you own it, you know, Mm -hmm. turnover. Okay, great. You're high. You're controlling the hiring process, resource Mm -hmm. allocation. They're your resources that you're allocating. Like you get to own that. So I think it's definitely like how much you want to own. So yeah. So I think those are the, those are where we're looking. Yeah. And then we're starting, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of going into each one of those and saying, you know, yeah. How does this shake out? Let's do that. Because I think for each of these, Um, at a high level, that makes sense. But for each of these, there's some things that, you know, might not be, uh, there's more than meets the eye, I guess I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's talk about training, right? So the first thing that comes to me, comes to my friends, like, yeah, there's onboarding. Here's your computer. Here's how you log into our systems, blah, blah, blah. But, um, what about 
process changes? What about upkeeping the training sure. materials themselves? Who's doing this training? That's a whole other person, right? Sure. Like there's training sure. teams at, 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 um, you know, larger companies, larger companies is yeah. that the manager is that, uh, you know, they're that regardless, someone is doing the training and that effort is coming off of something else. Yeah. That, so when we're looking at, so let's keep it specifically to like lead gen sales development, that kind of thing. Right. I think one of the most difficult places to, to where the ramp, we all talk about ramp where the ramp comes is the understanding of a value proposition. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how quickly, and, and this goes, this isn't just the person who's on the, you know, is kind of the, the con like, is, is it the SDR or is it the, or your, your company doing the outreach? It's like the person who is, is, and this is like the most forgotten about person, right? I, I get like real frustrated when people are like, oh, I don't care how the sausage is made. Right. Well, the sausage is what we're freaking talking about. Right. So like, what data are you pulling together? How are you pulling that together? Like there's training involved in that and everybody in the organization needs to care. Mm -hmm. So, so I think like when we talk about training, everybody focuses on, everybody focuses on, you know, uh, training the rep, training the rep, training the rep, training the rep. What about the training of how are you stitching together the technology? How are you building lists? Right. How are you targeting? How are you looking at data? Right. So like, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I think training is much more all encompassing than just like I'm onboarding SDRs. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It was a rant. That's a good rant. I love it. I love it. No, no, no. I, I was, I was just sitting here pausing. So I didn't, I wasn't sure if you were done, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think you're totally accurate. And this one thing I would add is there's bandwidth associated with that training. And exactly. oftentimes there's cost, there's content, there's material, there's testing, there's updating as a sausage gets made differently. There's updating. Yes. We've seen it firsthand. Right. And then there's a whole other thing with actually entering a damn order, right? Who knows right. what the system is, right? For example, um, anything from entering an order at HubSpot, there's, there's, dude, I've heard it takes 45 minutes or, you know, 20, whatever, 14, sure. 15, it, it took a while for somebody like a label manufacturer what are the substrates? What are the colors? Right. What's the exact yeah. sizing? What's the bleed? All that stuff, right? That's all training too. Right. You know? Right. So yeah, somewhere. exactly. Exactly. There's systems and, and yeah, I agree. I agree. And then it's a, you bring up a good point, right? Cause the point I was making is like, you know, um, and, and this is a common problem for, for companies, right? So it's like, I was making a point, like, let's keep it specifically to, um, lead generation yeah. and sales development. But, but here's the thing, right. right? So, so it's like, it's like the SDR, right? Uh, all of a sudden they're sitting there just making phone calls and sending emails all day. Right. So but, couldn't yeah. it be easy for them to, you know, assist the salesperson in taking an order? Yeah. Okay. Or, now or, what's or, your opportunity cost? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or let's like, let's plug in. All right. How would I, I not say, um, place the order, but like post, phone call or post activity actions? Is it entering into the CRM? Are there specific yeah. 
items that need to be noted. Process. Right. Yep. That, yep. That, you know, and like how many times I mean, I heard it today. Hey, what do we have for notes on this? Right. Uh, well, it's supposed to yep. be in the CRM. Right. Right. Yeah, so there's always process stuff. So I'm not necessarily order management, but post, it's not just the call, the conversation or exactly. the email or the voice. Exactly. Email. It's, yes. it's, it's the, it's the post as much as the pre and the during. So it's, um, yes. So it's soup to nuts, right? It's the primordial soup of data, right? All the companies in the world, you could literally get a contact for just about any company you want. Yeah. You could yeah. select them in any way. You can reach out to them in any way. You can yeah, build sweet. your stack, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then all the way to what happens after that outreach. Yeah. Um, well, that's a lot to train. Let's talk yeah. about the cost of building a list, right? And, and yeah, so I think... Yeah. So with data, there's, there's two costs, right? There's the, there's the cost of the data, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a feed from, or I'm going to get a, a license to zoom info. I'm going to get, um, I'm going to buy a hundred thousand credits in never bounce, right? I'm going to get seamless.ai, right? All, all awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's the cost of getting it wrong, right? So like, um, you buy, you buy a good, you know, you, you upgrade your subscription to built with, right. And they get a piece of tech wrong. And then you reach out to a company and you say the wrong thing. What happens? Right. That's not, that's like your cost of the subscription, the cost of the time, but also like if you're using data incorrectly, it's like, it's like pointing a gun at somebody, right? Like you're, right. you're killing your opportunity. Um, and so I think that the, the concept that, but, but if you have a really smart person internally who can think about data sort of theoretically and then, and then implement that, that's great and, and keep it simple. But this idea that like you can just buy data and it works. I mean, I talk to a lot of data providers and I can tell you that yeah. they don't believe that that's true. Right. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, that's it. Right. That's interesting. So th- those are the costs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's also just know how, right? Like yeah. somebody like yourself and your team, you know what you're looking at. There's muscle memory. You understand how each of the pieces of data are different, how the different providers are different. And I don't care who you are, but it takes, there's a learning curve there. And if somebody wants to figure out the way that these kind of data providers kind of exist together and overlap and differ, um, that's going to take some time and that's always changing. And that's part of what you do is stay up with that. Right. And test new things. Uh, just watch the market as new. I mean, there's new data providers all the time, you know, you know, so there's, that's tangible. Yeah. That's, right. that's real. That That's a real part of the data piece. Right. right? So, right. cool. Well, you want to, you want to move on to commission. You want to talk about the true cost of success? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Internal teams, like, like I think sales teams, like if, if you incentivizing, you know, I went to Jack Welch management Institute, uh, and he used to say, you know, if, if you show me the pay plans, you can, I, I will tell you how the company runs. I think that's really powerful. And I, okay. I, I, you know, well, if you, if you show people what the, you know, if you, if you understand what the incentives are, 
then you can drive the outcomes that you're looking for in your business, or you can do the opposite, right? And I think that companies do both, right? So if you're incentivizing people to set appointments, they're going to stuff appointments. If you're setting point, you know, if you're uh, incentivizing people on um, closed one, then they're going to start to overqualify leads. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Uh so you see like on the commission side, there's a there's a opportunity cost that we have to think about, right? So it's like when you're dealing with a lead generation company, like when you're dealing with union, we are very flexible with the way we set that up because we are conscious that we want not just the economics to work, but we want our client to understand that that the alignment of the incentive is in the right place. And we do that in a yeah. few different ways. If you are a savvy sort of manager, um, then I think then you're good at setting pay plans and you can probably, you, you will have a great control because you know, with a lead generation company, like you're never going to get, like, I'm not going to agree to a 10 point commission structure, but, but there's plenty of commission plans that are very intricate because they want to drive the right, you know, there's coefficients and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not a proponent of them. So I think there's commission where it's like, who are you going to pay more? But then it's like, also what's the, what's the impact to the operation of your, of your sales organization around incentive alignment? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know this isn't necessarily uh, business development specific, but I I just came to mind. A friend of mine was visiting, he's in the medical sales and he's selling to doctors offices and, and clinics and, it's the end of year and the year's pretty quiet, but he, he was telling me that he's trying to decide um, if he should be place if he should be advising his doctors to be placing orders now or wait till the first of the, the year. Yeah, that's, that's called that's called sandbagging. And that is a <laughs> I, call it what yeah. you want. Call it what you want, but what it isn't is solving for the enterprise value of the business. So Right. And, and so I would go back to, uh, the commission structure and incentive structure, which is the problem because the behavior of the person making that decision, I mean, mm-hmm. unless yeah. they're, unless right. they're volunteers, sales reps, why, why are they doing this? But to, to hit numbers. Right. So, so right. my point is alignment's critical and it has to be somewhere between getting the human to do the right thing and adding enterprise value to the, to the business. Right. There's, that's exactly Exactly. Yeah. And so that is a trade-off in in this, right? If you have yeah. no control over if 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 your sales development organization is so uh sort of undercooked mm-hmm. that that this is not an issue, then I would say that that I wouldn't even calculate this into I would I would weight this at zero. Mm-hmm. for the cost yeah. of, of uh, analysis, right? Like it, it's like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you, you, you yeah. don't know, you can't use that in your analysis, but if you have a very tight, you know, organization, a lead generation company might not be the right answer. If you, right. are, if you, if you are driving exactly the right, uh, activity with your, with your, yeah, yeah. With, with the way you have your incentive alignment. Yeah, I totally agree. And it could be different between parts of the sales org, right? The, the exactly. partner, the channel yep. part of the business yep. might just, it's, it's, it's like adding a third, I don't know, 
uh, player into the right. equation, maybe it doesn't make yes. sense, right? Maybe it's more right. plaus- uh, feasible with direct. Who knows? Maybe it's the opposite. I don't know. But yeah, it, uh, the point here is it's a, it's a piece to be looking at and analyzing. Exactly. And the, and, exactly. And the more yep. structure you have around your commission and, and the understanding of why it is the way it is and, and the well-oiled it is, uh, it's, it's something to consider in this assessment. Right. How about, um, exactly. how about, how about technology? So if you're going to implement, uh, you know, to, to circle back to very early on this podcast, if you're going to imp- implement a very data driven intent based sales process like this, there is a inevitable technology stack that needs to be implemented. Right. And we've dealt with this, uh, with a client that was, um, very interested in using this data. They want to do it internally. They say, great, we're going to have you do it and we're going to do it. You'll augment our sales. We'll kind of do this together. Um, yeah. but the two of us, the both parties went and uh, connected the technology required to do this. Right. Let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. This is one of the things where there's like the hard cost of the tech, which like, I don't need to belabor the point, right? Like everybody knows, you know, you need, a CRM or a CDP yeah. or, you know, um, sales yeah. engagement tools and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. The 29, nine, the 29, or $99 a month adds up. Yeah. Right. Adds up time you have to, six, to yeah. Real dollars, real dollars. Yeah. Like we, we talk about it a lot. Right. So. Right. It's like how many, how many softwares and how many licenses per, right. That's the equation. Mm-hmm. Easy. That's it. But then yeah. it's like, it's like screwing that up. That's hard. That's hard. It's easy to screw up data integrity. Oh yeah. <laughs> in 2019. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's just all just Lego blocks, right? We're just connecting yes. Lego blocks. We're trying to make this thing look like where we're trying to build and it's hard to get ready. right. 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 Things change in every single one of those pieces of technology is changing and they all their APIs and everything that they do is ever constantly, you know, improving right. or, or having a problem or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's yeah. why I like, that's why I like shameless plug to sales loft, right? These guys are legit. And what they've done is they've done a really good job at, at building. Like, it's not like they, they don't connect to Zapier, right? Sales loft doesn't, which is like, right. maybe that's a little bit frustrating to those of us who like to connect, yeah. uh, you know, things that maybe aren't used to being connected. The, the thing there is for every sales loft that cares deeply about their, you know, their stability and, and what, th- what applications are, are sort of piping into them and what they're piping out of them. Um, there's 10, you know, 10, uh, applications that just don't care that much about it. Right. And they're connecting with everything. And those are really tempting because they're usually not as expensive. Um, or they, right, right, right. Or seem more oh. flexible, right? Um, and flexibility has trade-offs, and right. usually those trade-offs are you're going to end up paying either in bad data or you're going to end up paying in developers to do stuff. So right, those right. Are the, the real cost of technology is not the the cost of the applications and whatnot. That's that's there, but like that's easy to see. It's the unknown that I think can really bite people. And um, like a house, like I grew up in Alaska, Tyvek is the most common siding of a house in Alaska. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, 
and and it's like because it works right it, you know you just don't put siding on the house because you know you, your neighbor is you know your neighbor's got tyvek siding too right yeah um, that was I always thought that was just the uh, the Alaskan aesthetic. Turns out it's a function. The function. It, well, I mean, like if you got if you got Tyvek, like why do you need you know boards? Like, like it broke. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know, but I think like people, a lot of a lot of tech stacks that I've seen where people are trying to implement this, they like you know they like they don't even put the Tyvek on and they leave the roof off, right? And it's like, wow, that's gonna suck. Right? Well, that's and so. I think it's for a different it's for a different chat altogether. But um, and I kind of brought this up earlier. But we're having a fair amount of people in our sales conversations for our own business, um, not our clients, be like, "Yeah, yeah, cool. This intent data, we're hot on it too. We're actually gonna um, we want to start using this data." We're like, you know, um, the, the question is, how do you compare to us just using the data? And the point here is, there's a lot more than just the, the data. Uh, or, or in this case, there's a bunch of technology that needs to go with just the data. So that conversation is simply, you're just buying the data. That's like, I'm just going to buy some tires or I'm just going to buy an right. engine. Right. You know, which cool. Yeah. The sickest yeah. engine you could possibly buy. We know a lot about that engine. Good right. luck getting down the road. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, perhaps you have a body shop and mechanics and all that crap and you're great. You're psyched. Right. And that's the right, right. fit for you. Exactly. Right. And we'll talk exactly. about that another time. That's exactly. Yeah. Time. So yeah. I think that's the, that's the piece. Like if you're going to build it, understand that there's real money involved. Like we've spent real money companies that are doing, like we're not the only ones doing it well. I want to make that clear. Right. There's a lot of people who right. are doing it well. There's a lot right. of companies who have very sophisticated, um, mm-hmm. setups, but this is very sophisticated. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're the table stakes, like the price of poker. This is not yeah. a small, a small, yeah. you know, buy-in. Um, yeah. And so Hold I think on. like, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Hold on. I get a tag in here as the marketing guy. Um, yeah. This is like, again, this could be a whole different topic, but one of my fundamental problems here. So as the marketing person, it's <laughs> like, we're trying to create something very different than lead generation. But exactly. I'll tell you, no one's searching intent-based sales. No one's searching. In, all right, I'm not going to say no one's searching intent data, but two things. The search volume's low, and the search volume is a lot broader than just needing lead generation services. So the things that we have to hone in on is lead generation, appointment setting, lead generation agencies, stuff like that. And I, I never wanted to admit that that's what we are, but in the eyes of the searcher or the getting found to play that game well, that's what I have to be saying we are. Right. Yeah. And it bugs me because I, back to, I do have a point here, I promise, but you were talking about how there's more sophistication here and you started the podcast up with it and you brought, you brought up again, we're not just a legion company. We're using sophisticated data and a sophisticated Lego block structure of technology and we're using a sophisticated process to ensure that humans do exactly what they need to do for our right. clients. And that, that right. alone is a tech stack, you know? Yes. Um, so anyways, I'm very passionate about the tech, the tech. I I'm a tech guy. You're a tech guy. Like I always wanted to build a tech company, but it turns out we're, we're like built, we've built a tech services company and then yes. to do it all sophisticated. And that's just the point that we've seen, uh, get more complicated every day as we scale. And there's a lot here. And I right. just want to drive that point home. And it's, it's, it's just not 
basically leads. It's not an Excel sheet of a bunch of contacts and a phone. Right. Right. And right. Some days we wish it was right, <laughs> but uh, it's not. So um, anyways, let's move on to the next point and get into turnover. And I'm pretty sure I interrupted you. Did you want to, did you want to wrap up, up your last point on, on technology? Or we no, no, I think, on? I think it's good. I think that was, uh, you know, I forgot what I said and, uh, you know, we're doing this live, so let's keep going. So let's talk about turnover. Yeah. yeah. I think, so, yeah. So the, the, there, there's, you know, I, I think like it's really easy to say, you know, there's no risk of turnover if you're hiring, if you're hiring, uh, a lead generation company or something like that. I, I don't think that's true um, because you're spending a lot of time. We're spending time. You're spending yeah, cycles, yeah. Um, yeah. Te- teaching and, and this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. When, when you, when I, I think the offset to the risk of turnover with a rep is you own that rep. You don't own them. Like there's not slavery, but, but like you, that competency, as long as it's under your roof, will only ever be benefiting you or hurting. Um, you, right? It's only, it's only ever as good yeah. or as bad as you let it be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it could be turnover or it could be underperformance right. and that should be turned over. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with, you know, it's not so much the cost of losing. It's the cost of starting over. I think that is yeah. the, the important thing. So if you're exactly. yep. constantly turning over, uh, you know, your contractors, like the, the, the vendors that you're working with for lead generation, then you're losing money. If you're constantly turning over your rep, then you're losing money. So what is going to be the most stable where, how can you offset that? Is it, Mm -hmm. is the cost of turnover of a lead generation company, Mm -hmm. you know, less than, but I think what's interesting about us, here's the plug for union is before our clients realize there's a problem, right? Underperformance, like our cycles are so short. They're like a week, right? Like we're killing bad and bringing in good so much quicker than a manager who's managing 20 reps or 10 reps or five reps. There's no emotional connection to, uh, you know, a, a piece of content. There's no emotional connect. Like right. we are data driven and success driven. We love our people. I'm not saying that we're like ruthless, but our people are, are trained in a different way. Like our people are trained to think in terms that a normal SDR is not required to. Yeah. So I think so, that that's where like we offset the risk mm-hmm. of turnover because we kill bad, bring in good. And we take a lot of the expense of like, like we're sort of bringing in the next good thing, whether it's a person, a piece of tech or whatever, Mm -hmm. before you, Mm -hmm. before our clients even realize that that's what they need. Yeah. So, so to say that a different way, like there's kind of like two things, right? So there's uh it's like no risk of turnover, but it's, it's like a reduction. It's a padding of like, you're not going to have turnover with an, you're not gonna have to keep like starting over and getting on border with the new agency. Right. Like, right. That, that, that would, that's not that feasible. And, and like the layer below that is, um, it's not as a client, 
It's not your responsibility to ensure that the agency has the staff at the competency you need. On the internal side, if it is common and almost inevitable that you are going to have employee turnover because people are going to either underperform, uh, they're going to overperform and get promoted in other roles because, let's face it, a lot of BDRs in, in... in, in the in the enterprise environment, I'd say, are kind of seeking uh, other sales roles and kind of earning their stripes in that way. And the other thing is just there's an inevitable pipeline of of hiring you need to do. It's, it's kind of more of an HR thing internally than it is with an agency, right? Because it, right. you need to be you need to be con- you need going to con- need a constant pipeline. You need to attract aspiring BDRs. You need to hire. You're going to have to interview. You're going to have to ramp. You have to put people on performance plans. You're gonna have you actually have to help people grow their career. There's none of that with this. It's like right. we're gonna hire an agency, and you're gonna bring us conversations based on you know what's our criteria for our business. Get this it done. Simpler. Are you so fired? It's, it's hard to quantify yes. it, but there's a lot going on there. And I would I would be very very firm that we've padded that that amount of effort outside of generating business from the equation. Right. Yeah. And our ramp is shorter, you know, a ramp is shorter than a, than a rep typically. Yeah. True. Because, yep. because we, you know, we think about each industry proactively yeah. where yeah. when you onboard, you need to teach somebody. We're yeah. like asking proactive questions. What about this that we recognize? Yeah. It's a different, yeah. it's a different way of thinking. Does that make sense? So I, it totally makes sense. And I, I'm, I'm thinking we're totally killing it with the transitions here because this actually goes into resource allocation, right? Like yeah, it's the best use of the current management to run this, the, the, the sales development team, right? How do you right. handle vacations? I mean, people need vacations or they're going to burn out. Right. And, and it's not uncommon these days to have these companies where it's unlimited vacation. It's, it's, it's relatively, predictable, but still there's, there's going to be vacation time. So there's downtime, right? So you actually have to staff. Like when we were doing staffing, we would, I would budget a, a shockingly low amount of hours per week and month to compensate for all the vacation, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so just the model, the model's different. The way we staff is different because, because we're a contractor to, to mm-hmm. the, to the client, mm-hmm. the whole other thing. And it's not necessarily resource allocation. Actually it is resource allocation, but it's more on the managers, but HR. Oh my, like people do the craziest shit, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with that as a manager. If you have that with it, like you you don't have any of that with an agency. If somebody decides to get hammered at lunch, you're never going to think of it. That's never your problem. If you've hired an agency, right? Like there's just so much HR stuff that just blew my mind when I got into those roles. Um, and then, and yeah. Yeah. And then when you're in a performance environment, like dude, if a marketing oh, person, yeah. not to be disparaging, but if a marketing person checks out for three days, whatever creative process, right? Let them go. I uh, do their thing. Right. If a salesperson checks out for three days, that's disaster, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is it's, it's tangibly measurable when a yes. salesperson is performing versus some other roles. Yes. Um, 
where where it's not necessarily as metric driven. Um, right. Absolutely. And I've had situations where I I literally I had even then, right? Even with that performance data, it's still hard to manage people out. Right. And it's emotional. Like it's like, I don't know, maybe it's my personality of firing people. The fucking, you, excuse my French, but you lose sleep over it. You know, like, uh, it's hard. I, I you know, and I, the, I don't know, to hire an agency. You don't deal with any of that is, is my punchline there. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So that's, that's all I have on that. I think I've nailed the, I think I've put the nail in the coffin with that one. Um, oh, I like it. Do you, yeah. This is good. So, so, so like kind of to, to, to tie it all, to put a bow on it, bow on yep. it or tie it all together. What do you think like the key takeaways are here? Why don't you riff on that and we'll, we'll wind this thing down. Yeah. I think the, the, the piece that I, I really want anybody thinking about data or tech or, or building a, a really modern, sophisticated sales development uh, strategy Mm-hmm. is it's totally worth it. I think it's the only way that you can operate. There's costs that like, if you think, Oh, this is going to be easy or why don't I just do that or something along those lines? Like why don't I just do it myself or these kinds of things? Mm-hmm. Um, you're missing something. You're, you're going to walk around a corner and you're going to get punched in the face. <laughs> some, okay. some people are comfortable doing like I'm completely comfortable. And I, there's a lot of people like me, right? Where it's like, listen, let's do this. Let's build this. I'm going to build this for this business and we're going to do it. And, and there's going to be days that suck, but there's going to be days that like I can do stuff that other people just cannot do. Right. Or do not know. And I think like if you're, if you're somebody who's comfortable iterating and testing, great, Mm -hmm. but, but understand what the true cost is. If you're not comfortable, think about putting your foot or your leg in with a, with an agency and test out and, and understand kind of how this, how this translated in success for your business. Um, and I think that's really what union is, is great for, um, because we think about things in both the theory, we, we translate it into tactics and then we execute against them and we're very transparent around, you know, how we do that. So that's my yeah. shameless plug. Yeah, yeah to end this podcast, it. which is one giant shameless plug, but also <laughs> there's probably some, a- some, some other companies that do a good job here. So, you know, if you're looking at an agency, we're not the only answer, but we're a damn good one. Yeah, that's great. Shameless yeah. plug. Just call it a, a discussion. Yeah. I think, I think that was a great chat. Uh, Logan, I appreciate it. So um, we'll wrap this up. Um, thanks for tuning in to intent topics. I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Thank you for tuning in. Please give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you listen on. And we will see you next time. Take care.